Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. The Minnesota. Minnesota time. Mm. Are you feeling festive yet? Uh. Oh, you know me. I'm, <laughs> I start feeling festive in, in June. <laughs> You're one of those. I Everybody, am not. Yeah. I am so not. You could not be more opposite of that. I um. So I was going to save this for whenever we did our full episode, but I thought this is more mini-sode. But just just for you, I looked up how many Hallmark movies are going to be debuting this oh, year. Oh, no. How many? 40. Really? 40. 40, 40 really? Christmas movies are debuting on the Hallmark channel and their, their associated channels. I feel like... The majority of them must have been cranked out, like, the first third of the year, though. Girl, right? you, you know they are filming new movies while they're filming the old ones. It's just they're taking all of the edited mm. portions and just making <laughs> It's the B-side. It's, it's the B-side of another movie. Yeah. Girl, girl, which actually, it's funny. That actually inspired me quasi-like for today's topic. So I'm kind of... I'm kind of into I mean, it. it's fitting. Beginning mm-hmm. of, I mean, not really the beginning of Advent season, but beginning of my Advent calendar. So <gasps> are you doing the tea calendar again? This oh, year? you know it. You Girl. know it. All right. So everyone subscribe. <laughs> no, just go follow her. <laughs> I No one describes tea like my boo girl. Like no one. I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, I could see that's more of an artificial apple taste. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. No, I wouldn't put milk in it either. No. Mm, I yeah, love it. You all know I have strong feelings and I think I have the strongest feelings about tea. <laughs> so. It's so passionate and real. Like it's not put on. That's what makes it so lovely to watch. So this is now the tea cast, but I enjoy it. And actually, that is always my heart. Like, I look forward to it Like <laughs> since for many years. Like, I love it. Everyone just watch. Go go follow Danny if she allows you to and watch her in her, her stories review teas for the advent because I it's so good. I'll allow it. I'm just <laughs> private because I don't like the idea of like students secretly watching my, my things <laughs> they need to be overt with their watching but yeah, yes yeah find me on instagram danny yes. herself <laughs> love it love it now all right so because hallmark has this thing about using the same eight actors in a lot of their christmas movies i thought oh who else does that oh someone else i like to watch during the holiday season because of their hue and their tone Someone that we have danced around without actually ever talking about this person. And it's a little controversial. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm interested of, of how this is going to go. So Danny, let's do 10 minutes talking about the one and only, love him or hate him, Tim Burton. Mmm, interesting choice. I know. So we can either talk about the movies, The Man... Or the Rat Pack kind of mentality he has, how we feel about directors who always use the same characters. I mean, it it's rich. It's a rich topic. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have lots of thoughts. I think to start, I mean, just to get it kind of out of the way. Yes. Like, I, I don't mind that he uses the same actors. Mm. Like, as... As a creative myself, (laughs) 
that's the joy of having mm. a little bit of a position of of privilege and power is you can choose who you work with mm. and you can work with people who you enjoy to work with. Like I think that that's fine. I you know, I am I am so I could not be more 50/50. On one mm. hand, like you said, especially you're dealing with budgeting, you're dealing with especially if you this is something you have created for yourself. There's money, there's time. And so why would you not want to work with people that A, respect you and your creative processes, who you know is going to put in the work, who already, you guys are already kind of in sync. And it's like, there's so many things, especially on a movie set that are out of your control. Why would you not want to say, hey, at least I know this person has got me. We're going to make something out of this. My my vision and what I want for this has this um this cohesion and you develop a shorthand almost yeah. with people like with an ensemble that you've worked with before mm-hmm. and there is just there's something so beautiful of not having to go back it's like a relationship a friendship you know if I say oof this day you you already know there's a lot in there I don't have to go and pick apart and same thing with having such a gelled cast. On the other hand, I always struggle with that because what, where does that lead people? Where does that leave up and coming people who could really benefit from being with such seasoned professionals and being able to learn that craft? And of course, people have had some issues with Tim Burton himself and his lack of representation uh, for people of color. And so there's, there, there's this like, oh, I... I respect that because I don't want people telling me who to put in my in my works. I just like I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting because I'm just like another white male director who gets to do what he wants. Oh, yeah. No. And I think that's a totally that's a fair critique, mm. particularly when you're talking about representation. And I think there does need to be kind of an uh, awareness of what you are are projecting and and there's mm-hmm. no denying his films are very white like mm-hmm. you're not, yeah I, i'm not gonna push back on that so yeah i guess i guess that's a good point but on the other hand i'm also like yeah work with people who you work well with but also i i don't know maybe i just like some sort of like public acknowledgement of him being like my movies are really white or something <laughs> at least it's a step forward and maybe and maybe his his finger should be on the pulse of like the changing times and because he does have such like power and sway like he can start folding mm. people of color into his like network like he can start bringing people in and working with them and mm. and then they become people who he works with all the time and who maybe don't end up on trial for domestic <laughs> violence uh, it's like you're reading my mind get out of there it's filthy but i mean that that's it is so it's twofold as well uh his movies are so I- iconic and they have so much weight to them and once again the representation of said cast is is um questionable at at best with that, I, I guess I would have to fact check it, but it has been known that he has made comment about it, saying that people of color are not his aesthetic. Mm. And so I think that's the part where it's like we talked about with Disney, how I really love Disney. I just wish they loved me back. Same thing with Tim right. Burton. I'm a massive, massive fan. And I just wished he loved me back. And to say that I don't fit in his aesthetic is really difficult 
because I, I understand like from from his lighting to costuming to music and overall feel kind of the same thing as you because you have that sway and influence you have created your own genre so you mean to tell me this genre you created has no room for melanin and I have find that really hard to digest but at the same time you and I have talked about this before does someone like him, who's actually made a lot of headway within certain art forms and this particular genre, have to be everything to all people? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Because I'm like, I'm still going to enjoy it, but there's always going to be that that tinge of I there's a a community of people of color who have been an amazing support. And it it just it would be so nice to be able to see us in his fantastical, dark, twisted world because because we're there already so I it's just I don't know I that's why I'm like I don't I don't want to bring it down I don't want to bring a mini so down and to us to tear him apart but I know this is someone we have talked about several movies before and I thought you know I just want to kind of go a little deeper specifically into that topic yeah and I I agree with you like I feel like there's a lot about Tim Burton's aesthetic that is my aesthetic mm-hmm. but like my aesthetic would be filled with brown people <laughs> like, yeah. that that would be I guess a huge difference between my aesthetic and his aesthetic mm-hmm. and I I don't know I guess I I don't follow Tim Burton closely enough to have heard these things but when you said that it reminded me of of the cohen brothers saying like a similar mm, thing yeah. around like hashtag oscar so white and them just like being very like well you know like this is our aesthetic <laughs> just like i don't i know it seems lazy because <laughs> even wes anderson there's like there's a little bit a little bit out of all people who kind of use the same people. Do you know they have, like I said, it's the Rat Pack kind of movie collaboration thing going on. Wes Anderson, every once in a while, will throw like a melanetic bone. <laughs> but for the most part, kind of the same thing. It's like, so what does that even mean? Like, I would love to spend all day. I'm like, what is an aesthetic? And like, just tear the word apart. And once again, and if you can create an aesthetic, can you not also dismember that and rebuild that with room for people like representing other people? So it's just, yeah, I, I have a hard time when people say it's my aesthetic. I would much rather someone been like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't know where to start. I don't know how they fit. I would respect that more than because it, it feels like there's a very conscious choice when you say aesthetic. Mm, yeah for many of us tim burton has been like the goth baby aesthetic right and so i think that that is why a lot of people are attracted to it and it's interesting because this is a conversation we've had in the past and Mm. i've been thinking a lot of in terms of voter Mm. (laughs) voter turnout and conversations around that Sorry to get like more deep than we usually do. I know. We're messed up. I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. But but there's this idea of like whiteness as a default, right? And because of that, there is room for more variance between mm. white people. So the way like we've talked about that in, in the past is like high school, like 
aesthetic style clicks, right? Mm. Like white kids are allowed to like experiment and be like goth or be like preppy or be all these things. And it's like, you know, as a person of color, you don't ever quite actually fit into that that aesthetic i guess and Mm -hmm. or or that like subculture in the same way because it's like no you're you're the asian kid or like you know um and so it's it's the same i think with the recent conversations around voter turnout in the Mm. u.s like there's so much talk about like record number of men of color voted for Donald Trump and (laughs) for any Republican ever. Uh, But it's like (laughs) the percentage is so small and there's never any discussion around the fact that it's like white people are allowed to like vote for whoever they want without being like called the white vote. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's expected that they'll be split because they're allowed to have different opinions, whereas like people of color, we're all supposed to be the same way. And so I think with Tim Burton and a lot of these like very distinctive white directors who have this very distinctive visual aesthetic, Mm. they're allowed to develop a distinct aesthetic that is not rooted in their race. And we don't see that with directors of color. Oh my gosh, we didn't even talk about the movies. I know. I told you. I told you. I'm like, we could have spent an entire episode, but I'm like, shh, shh, it was just getting good. It's just getting good. I completely agree with you. It's like, once again, if people want to know what privilege sounds like, it's this. It's the ability to go outside of like to for skin color to not play hinder help the creative world that they get to build and walk and like even storylines it's do you know what I mean storylines topics it's it's so rich there because they don't have any hindrance like race is not the hindrance of what they want to do and I it's uh, I was borderline, like I said, bringing it up because I didn't want to stay too, too heavy. But it's the holiday season. And if I don't watch Edward Scissorhands, do you know, I need to like, there's just a couple of movies that are just so iconic for me for holiday, but they're by Tim Burton. And yeah, oh, it's so yeah, I think so it's good. also interesting because I feel like part of his what defines aesthetic Mm -hmm. i can see a lot of influence in what his aesthetic is like very obviously like gothic Mm -hmm. very obviously i think um influenced by early expressionist film yeah and i think that something like that's at least a reoccurring theme in a lot of his work is like calaveras and like Uh, and i'm like and that's not even that's not even a white thing it's not yours boo (laughs) but but i think the beauty of aesthetic is you can be influenced by many things as long as you're like recognizing what that influence is that's a weird thing about art i think for him to be i think clearly influenced by that and then turn around and say oh but you know I white white people is my aesthetic is is problematic. That's mm-hmm. like a that's not great. Not a good look, Tim. Not a good look. <laughs> it's 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 not my favorite. <laughs> You're leaving me in a weird in a weird position, Tim. Timothy, can I call you? Can I call you Tim? <laughs> Timothy. <laughs> I mean, this might be my most controversial opinion of, <gasps> of this episode. 
But like as much as I love I love his aesthetic, I don't think it's really that dark or edgy. Like no, I, I don't I don't think it's like I wouldn't describe it as dark and I wouldn't describe it as edgy. I would say dark, not edgy, and I and like I love the term baby goth because I wouldn't call it full goth. Yeah. I would say yeah. it it's presenting. It has like angst obviously some stylistic and not and not all of it as well like even if you look at something like charlie and the chuck it's more in the word of like you said like expressionist more in the absurd he loves playing with what size and did you know what i mean like depth and and value and level things of that nature more perspective and things but i wouldn't i wouldn't say like hard edgy like <laughs> but it's it's a, it's a good it's a good intro like when you think about the first kind of like darker films you can look into i would say this is a good intro like i said disney goth and there's nothing wrong with that wasn't his like first industry job as an animator at disney am it i making that up oh it might have been i think it might have been too it might have been too mainstream. But that's another thing for him as well. I think he's like, he's obviously for the establishment because he's getting paid. But a lot of another themes of his movie is being outcast and being awkward and being the underdog and being weird and being different. And like, who qualifies that more than people of color? <laughs> so once again, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not understanding the word in quotation mark of the aesthetic but if you i know we're going probably way way over but i have to at least hear some of your favorites Mm, i mean i like so many of them i really love sleepy hollow Ooh, so underappreciated yeah it's really it's really a good film and also johnny depp sounds like carrie elwes in that movie it's very confusing um (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Edward Scissorhands, of course. Ugh, gorge. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just love so many of them. You know, which on the flip side, I think it's like easier for me to name ones that I didn't like as much. Ooh. Than yes. On paper, should have loved it. Okay. But I was not a huge fan of Corpse Bride. Shut up. Really? Did you feel it was forced? Mm, it just felt kind of meh. That's how I feel about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I also feel that way about, oh gosh, what was the other one with was Dark Shadow? Something Shadow? Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows uh, was so meh. Yeah. I, I think my all-time fave, though, has to be Beetlejuice, probably. Probably what I've watched the most. Mm, I think same. I think a tie between... So I love Beetlejuice as the obvious Tim Burton, but then, like, the forgotten Tim Burtons, like the first original Batmans. I'm a huge... Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that those are my absolute Mars favorites. Attacks. That's... Oh, It's underrated, right. I think. That's totally right. Actually, what was it? Um, the one where I didn't know, and then I was mad that I didn't know Big Fish. Oh, yeah. That is Tim Burton. I really low-key <gasps> Oh, my God. Like and Big how fish. did I forget? I'm looking at a list now because I couldn't remember all his movies. Okay. Now I'm doing it. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. His first of one. Of course. Of course. Like, I was such a huge fan of Pee-wee as a kid, so. That's why I'm just like, I can't cut him out completely, like in this cancel culture i can't cancel burton but what i can do is hope that enough of us are inspired now to make our own aesthetic 
and yeah. do it. But yeah, I just, yeah, I totally forgot about Big Fish. I love that movie. But yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Tim. Let's talk. Let's whenever, whenever you're available. <laughs> <sighs> All right, y'all. We'll be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks with a mini-sode. In the meantime, check the show notes for all of our info, all of our social medias. You'll find it there. If you want to hear about tea, follow me on Instagram at Danny herself. <laughs> and it, the tea is always hot. Mm. <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace. Out. Oh.